Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode 175 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis. And my name is Barbara. How's it going? It's going fantastically good. How about yourself? Great. End of the month. You know how much I love end of the month. And today's the end of the month. So It is. It is. I was almost scared to contact you. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little slower than it's been for a July, just in, in my immediate area. But I was able to take a week off and a couple other of my techs took a week off. And so it's we've been able to take some time off. So it's been nice. COVID's yeah. going back around the lab, though. Uh-oh, yeah. My, uh, my milling technician's out with COVID. Another uh, person in the removables department is out with it. And so it seems to be uh, resurging here in Florida, or at least in my area. So, yeah, it's been fun. You're not alone on any of those labs I'm talking to, because, you know, with Preet, I get to talk to labs and visit labs. Yeah. A lot of them are seeing a little slowdown. Yeah, really. I'm hoping it's just because everyone's getting ready to go back to school and end of the summer. That's what I think. The 4th of July, everybody usually takes a lot of time that month before August. And then, right, everybody goes back to school. Life goes back to normal. So to be honest with you, I've enjoyed it. It's been nice. Everybody is not complaining (laughs) because they've been slammed for the last couple of months. And you're right. COVID's creeping up around the country again. So yeah. I don't know. The C word. Oh, we have a new C word, C word. (laughs) It's a C word that nobody should say. (laughs) A non-sexual C word. Sorry, guys. That was bad. All right. I am so over this. We just need to get over it. So. Yes. Triathlon, the foundation, the race next month. We're about a month away. Have you found a biker yet? Nope. What the heck, people? Obviously, there's got to be somebody out there with a bicycle. Yeah, well. That wants to be on Team Barb. I'm raising money, though. I got uh, money from Morris Fucarino and uh, a couple family members. And so I'm still going to raise money. I'm just going to not have to train my AWS off until then. But I am a (laughs) runner. I'll run, but no can do. Yeah, like I said, in less than a month, dental technicians and others related to our industry will take off in Chicago to swim, bike, and run to raise money for the Foundation of Dental Laboratory Technology. The FDLA uses 100% of the money raised to increase education in our industry and give out a ton of grants and scholarships for individuals to grow in their careers. Have you ever gotten a grant or scholarship? Not myself, but I've had about four or five people that got the the grant to be able to take their CDT exams, and it basically yeah. pays for it, so it's really great. Yeah. Maybe you haven't been able to get them because you've always been on boards, because I know board yes. members are not allowed to get them. So. You are correct. Yep. Yeah. So once you get off, start, start getting them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to go to Spear, to be honest. I think that's a great grant. I'd love to go out west. Yeah, that would be a great thing to attend. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great cause to get behind and to give back to the industry that y'all love so much. I've started to say y'all a lot lately. I know, I can't that. Yeah, it's like gender neutral and it's enduring to people because they know I live in Indiana. Southern. And it's not just individual donors that give. So many of our vendors and labs have given a lot to this race. So head over to DentalLabFoundation.org to learn more about the race and how easy it is to donate. Right. Just do it now. Now. Or tomorrow, but now. So this week, we talked to a very stylish married couple who own labs in two different countries. You could say that they're international lab owners. All right, here we go. Dimitri Tishlis. No idea if that's right. Wow. And Lydia... Croatu, <laughs> Croshu, please forgive me, we say it right in the interview. Yes, he never says it right, just saying. They are the CEOs and founder of Styla Dent Dental Laboratory, hence the stylish couple. Mm-hmm. Good pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like how I did that play on words? Love Originally, Dimitri's family started the lab in Quebec, Canada, But it was when Lydia's marketing background came into the lab that it exploded with success. And then when they realized that Canada is just too darn cold, (laughs) they upped and moved and opened a lab in Winter Park, Florida. Right around the corner from me. There they started a lab that they want to run. 
selecting the doctors in cases that they want to do, while at the same time still supporting their Canadian staff. They come on to talk about how they met, taking over the Canadian lab, opening the Florida lab, and basically why they choose to do it right when they do everything. So join us as we chat with Dimitri and Lydia. Few things create more interest today than the digital denture. Whitmix has developed a processing system for printed dentures, which uses Dentka, the first 3D printed denture and denture teeth resins to ever receive the FDA clearance. Their physical properties and biocompatibility pass FDA requirements and enable the printed denture properties to be very similar to conventional dentures. The material, coupled with fast and easy 3D printing with Asiga printers and the convenience of curing with a UVtron UV light, results in fewer dentist visits, predictable fit, reprintable data files, lower cost, and excellent intraoral denture performance. The Denka material available from Whitmix includes an ivory color try-in material, tooth shaded materials in Vita shades A1, A2, A3, A3.5, B1, and B2, and denture based materials in original pink, light pink, reddish pink, and dark pink shades. To learn how to create your own digital denture, check out Whitmix.com for their digital denture courses and for more information about the system. Thanks for your continued support of the podcast, Whitmix. Voices from the Bench. The Interview. We'd like to welcome to the podcast a husband and wife. I am correct, right? Yes, you yeah. are. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, good, 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 good. That's what I thought. Just want to make sure. A husband and wife team. From Winter Park, Florida, yes. from Style Dent Dental Lab. How are you? I'm gonna I want to try your names here. <sighs> dun dun dun. Dimitri Shillis. Yeah, close enough, actually. Telemarketers oh, yeah. get it wrong more, so you're you're good. You're good. Yeah? yeah. How do you pronounce it? Well, it's Greek, so I mean there are some letters that don't exist in the English language, so it's Tichlis, but uh, Tichlis is fine. Tishlish? You know this C H? It's like the the cat sound when a cat hisses at you. So it's Tishlish. Tishlish. I thought the T was silent. Okay, I'm on this. That's fine. And then joining us also is Lydia Croteau. Ooh, Great job. Seriously? Wow. Yes. In the sunshine no, phase. Thank you so much for coming on. And you're close to me, by the way. Winter Park's right around the corner from me. So how'd you guys do with the storm? Oh, we did fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we were so disappointed because (laughs) regular Tuesday afternoon showers is more intense than what we had. We had nothing. Exactly. We're like, that's it? That's all you got? Same here. Yeah, you were okay too? Okay. Well, thank God. Yeah. Did you buy four gallons of milk and six loaves of bread just in case? Nah, nah. You know, my brother-in-law lives not far, so he's the one to do all that. So, like, if anything happens, we just go to his house. There you go. He's the survivalist. (laughs) Well, I noticed both of you on Instagram, my new vice in life. You're posting some really cool marketing for your lab. Thank you. I love the the hashtag, do it right. That's what caught my attention. Because it's just so obvious a great way to advertise a lab. But I also noticed there's like a Canadian connection here too. So let's find out this story. Who was the one that started the lab? How did we get into it? How did it all come about? Do you want the long story, the medium story, or the short story? We want the long story. This can take a while. We want the long story. Yeah, this is an hour-long podcast, man. Let's go for it. We've got to make it last. (laughs) got to stretch it. So we'll get to hear how you guys met as well. So I'm excited. I want all the right, cool. We'll go through the all that. Sorry. We'll go through yeah. all that. <laughs> so, Lydia, you should tell your version about how we met. Uh, we both I always get it wrong, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we both have a different version. Because uh, I was with someone else at the time, and then he likes to think that he stole me from him. But oh, I no. like to say I broke up before, and then anyway, so that's the <laughs> ambiguity. <laughs> 
one won her over with your dental technician personality. Is that how that works? Oh, absolutely. And all that's that's exactly how, uh, how what do you do? Oh, I make teeth. Oh, oh, that's great. Let's go out. No, that's not Because <laughs> she thought you were a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I was nothing at that time. So uh, no, we met in college. We met in college. Yeah. Oh, in a Spanish uh, class. Yeah, we can we can go ahead with how we met first. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we met actually because before becoming a dental technician and studying dental technology, I was in I have a degree in cinema and communications. We met in college, and Lydia had come from Quebec City. I lived already in Montreal, so um, we just met in Spanish class because one of the classes that I wanted to get into, which was a computer science class, was full. And I don't know what class you were. Well, I was doing uh, languages. Okay. Um, so you actually wanted to be in the class. I actually wanted okay. to be in the class. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we met. Listen, I mean, the first moment we spoke was a, a Spanish exercise. I remember we had to say you we had to compliment somebody. And Lydia has beautiful, beautiful eyes. I mean, overall, she's beautiful, but her eyes are really spectacular. Thank you, honey. Mesmerizing. So, I mean, the first thing I told her is, Tienes los ojos azules which is, you know, you have blue eyes. And then I and then, on the floor. And then that's it. You know, <laughs> that was it. That I was, was like, this uh, is it. <laughs> no, she was just sitting in the cafeteria one day, and I remembered her from class, and I just went. And, you know, like Joey and friends, I'm like, how you doing? And how you doing? <laughs> he did say the how you I doing. Did, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that worked. <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, uh, you know, we, we, we had Surprisingly. a... Surprisingly. Like, the time just passed. I mean, you just know, you know, when it clicks, it clicks. And, yeah, sure. Um, we just... You know, well, actually, two weeks in after starting dating, he told me he was going to marry me. Oh, that oh was my scary. God, that's so romantic. That is I didn't speak to him for like two weeks because I was scared. <laughs> I was but, like, this guy's nuts. <laughs> but, but look, you married the nut. There you go. <laughs> so that was in 2003. So 18 years later, we're still yeah, we're still together, together. And we, uh, we have a beautiful, uh, beautiful little six-year-old daughter that is like just she's a mini me with uh not me but her mom's mini me well character wise sometimes the not so good things are a little bit more me but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she, she's just adorable and uh, that's it and we have two laps now one in canada and we just started in the states that's a, a funny story how we started funny not so funny it wasn't too funny at the moment but uh, now we'll, we'll go through it and I'll explain to you guys how things, things happen. Yes. How does somebody in college learning languages and someone else wanting a computer degree open a lab? Well, uh, Lydia finished political science in the end. I mean, languages was just like a little course. So she finished marketing and political science. Okay. But uh, the way it started is, you know, in this business, nobody really stumbles yeah. onto them. Like nobody really went, oh, I want to become a dental technician. People, most people don't even know what we do or that we even exist. Sure. My father was a dental technician for many, many years. Oh, there um, it is. He was the legend. He, the he legend. was the legend. I mean, my dad was amazing. He started in South Africa, actually. He had his lab Sudan. there. South Africa? Yeah. Barb, why is there so many South African lab people in this? I don't know. But... <laughs> it's the, the training to me. The training was amazing, and they made a lot of good dental technicians came out of South Africa. I can say uh, I they were pretty advanced for their time back then. He started actually in Sudan, as Lydia was saying, and then he went to South Africa. He's originally Greek. He lived in Athens, but then he went to Sudan, and then he went to uh, South Africa. So he started off his lab there. Wow. Then went to Greece, had a lab there, then went back to South. My parents were nomads, so they. Pretty Pretty much moved all the time, restarting wow. their lives multiple times. Were you with them during all these trips? No, I, I came into, well, I'm, I was born in South Africa, actually, in Johannesburg in uh, wow. 82. Basically, that was the time where the apartheid had happened. Uh-huh. And my parents just had to get out of there because there was no future really for the kids. I also have two sisters. And they decided that let's just, you know, we've been coming and going from Greece to South Africa. But at this point with what's going on, we just need to get out of here and go to Greece. It's just a better future for our kids. Mm -hmm. And they unfortunately had to pretty much leave everything they had. Uh, They lost a lot of money. I think the rand had tanked to about 15 cents to the dollar. So you can imagine they sold the house and the lab and all that. And they went to Greece and restarted in Greece. At the time, my dad was actually had become the uh, technical... Uh, he was the, the director of research and development for Argon Metals. Mm, and, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And Argon had uh, given him an offer to go 
later on to actually move to California, but that didn't happen. Actually, he decided to go to Montreal, but that's a later story. My dad was often giving conferences. He was pretty, very advanced for his time. You know, we're talking back in the 80s, even the 70s. And my dad was one of the first people to work with implants in Greece. He was one to have complete training from Brennemark, which is the prior Nobel Biocare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he was, he was into that. He was giving conferences, he knew materials. Uh, given the fact that he was a tech, um, a research and development, he developed, you know, when gold had gone up in price, people were looking for an alternative. So he was the one in the team to develop Argipal, which had uh, palladium in it. Mm. And because of that, he was in contact uh, with Willie Geller. So that sparked a little more interest in, in doing things at a higher level. So that's it. I mean, my dad was really more of an artist. Uh, I mean, he did good for what he did. I will not take that away from him, but he was uh, definitely, I mean, he supported us for many years. We, there was nothing really that was missing, but he, he always remained a small lab, a one man lab, or, you know, he had an extra employee, but as far as, you know, business, uh, yeah, business wise, I mean, he kept it small and, he was doing his own thing and that was pretty much it. Then from Greece, we went to Canada in uh, 1993. So that's another story. I mean, he was looking for a job just to, to you know, uh, to, immigrate. to immigrate. So mm -hmm. he was hired at certain labs to just work as a dental technician. Unfortunately, during that time, uh, there was a big recession in Quebec. Also, there was a referendum. Quebec was trying to separate from the rest of Canada. So, um, really? a lot of instability. so there was a lot of yeah, instability yeah. and, Mining. you know, jobs were hard to find. And, uh, basically there were some labs that my dad worked for months that never ended up paying him. Uh, so there was a point where he was even thinking, I'm done with this. I'll just become a taxi driver to, you know, support my family. So it's my mom actually who convinced him. She's like, listen, my dad was 50 years old at that time. Mm -hmm. So to, you know, just to go back, I mean, you're 50 years old, you have responsibilities, grown kids. He even had to take care of my grandparents. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, at that point, he was just looking at what he could do to, you know, put some food on the table, not to uh, necessarily uh, continue in glory and fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's it. So my mom actually is the one who convinced him and told him, listen, we've done this multiple times. You're great at what you do. Just, you know, let's continue. You, you can open up a lab and you can do it. And for sure, just things will follow. And as she said, uh, it happened. I mean, it was really hard in the beginning. At the age of 50. 50 At the age of 50, yeah. Actually, actually, it was 53. Yeah. Wow. 53. He, but that uh, was his four, third or fourth lab. It was his fourth know, lab, like, but his first lab in Canada. Kind, you know? yeah. So what he did is he moved into a medical center <clears throat> that had uh, five Greek dentists, and he went to see them. And listen, they tried him, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. You know, they started sending, and then slowly, slowly. I mean, he grew to the point. Uh, after that, he hired somebody, and he worked with somebody else. He, he was a complete, like, he did everything from uh, removables. He was awesome in removables as well as uh, porcelain. I mean, there was no cat cam. Hmm. Uh, yeah, crazy cat cam at that time. I mean, from philspathics to, uh, you know, porcelain jackets that, that they used to call them and all that kind of stuff. And uh, listen, I mean, I started, I was, I had my first experience, I was six years old and I would recycle the brass dowel pins for him. And, oh know, yeah, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what I would do is I would just grab a hammer and just hit yep. the, the, you know, the section, the dies and you know, even burn the glue off. And I'm thinking my daughter's six, would I let her do that? No, but <laughs> the lighter, the torch, different times, you know, so, uh, <laughs> Barbara, are you also coming from a, a family, uh, of dental technicians? Huh? Oh yeah. Yep. Mm. I was that little six year old too, my whole life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yep. So Lydia, what did you think when you met this guy, how you doing? And he's got <laughs> all this teeth in his life. <laughs> Did you know what it was? No, well, not at all. I, I yeah. had no idea what he was doing or, you know, I had no contact with the, with dentistry or anyone in the dentistry area as a profession. And so when I met Dimitri, he was just helping out his dad during the summer, but he was getting more and more, and more involved. At one point, his, his dad got sick. He got, unfortunately, a heart attack. And then mm. Dimitri had to take on a little more and then... You know, so slowly, slowly, because of circumstances, he started getting more and more in involved with the lab mm -hmm. and started to see a business opportunity 
and a liking of the, well, the trade. What happened is at that point, there were, it was a bit of crossroads because it was the time where I had to decide exactly what I wanted to do. It was uh, your last year. Yeah, it was my last mm-hmm. year. And at the same time, do. my dad had that, that heart issue. And at the same time, actually, we were expanding. So the lab was initially, what, four or 500 square feet. It was a really small place. And we had just rented the suite next to it and had renovations ongoing to expand to about 800 square feet. And that's when my dad had, you know, the heart issue. So I, me and my mom actually are the ones who finished the renovations because we had an issue also with the contractor at that point. So, you know, we were painting and, you know, plastering and finishing stuff and building benches and all that stuff. And yeah. at the same time, trying to take care of the business. I mean, actually funny anecdote, there was a repair that had come in. And at that time, I had no idea how to make a class. And my dad did it on, on like on his hospital bed. Like he's like, yeah, just bring it to me. I'll do it. Wow. And so I brought him the pliers and the, and the wire and, and he <laughs> wow, just bent the class to it. You know, it was, it was he was like, so dedicated, he was, he was dedicated and such was, a good yeah. person. He would never yeah. say no, you know, for the patient, he would always think of the patient, you know, poor guy doesn't have his stench or can't eat today. Oh yeah. He was, you know, he would put everybody it. else in front of, uh, oh, in front yeah. of himself. So that's how it happened. So when we started going out together, I, you know, I didn't have much of an interest in the, in the trade, really. I, I graduated myself and then I went to work in a property management company. I was doing their advertising and promotion. I was organizing Santa Claus parade and fashion <laughs> shows and, <laughs> you know, all of that fun stuff that you have going on at the mall. So yeah. I did that for like two years and I really enjoyed it. I was doing internal communication, external communication, communications with the tenants, advertising, all of the good stuff. And I really liked it, worked on their website, did, you know, a lot of their marketing. Uh, I ha- actually had three shopping malls I had to take care of. Wow. And I enjoyed that. It was a lot of fun. But after two years, I was kind of ready for another challenge. So Well, in the meantime, I was also involving you a little bit more in the business. Yeah, I, I for my opinion. More, and know, then I was helping out. Mm-hmm. So, and I could see that Lydia has an amazing, I mean, people are attracted to Lydia. Lydia has that gift where she can just grab your attention. So I just saw that opportunity. And I'm like, listen, Lydia, like, you're not happy where you are. We had an employee who quit at that time, our only employee. Yeah. Also, and uh, I said to my dad, listen, this was after I told my dad that this is the business I want to continue. And then my dad's like, no, you know, like every dental technician, like there's no future. He was at that point, he was like, as I said, an artist and a little bit, uh, you know, he, he didn't get the appreciation he should have, I think, from clients in Canada. So he was, he, he saw he- it as a pessimistic, you know, I guess, industry. So he actually discouraged you? Oh, yeah, yeah. he discouraged me. He's like, no, wow. you, I don't want you to do this. And then I'm like, listen, dad, not there is an opportunity. I mean, you, you think that there's no way to make money in this, but I think there is. So just let me get into this and I'll prove you wrong. And he's like, you want to do this? Great. You're not going to sit over my shoulder and learn. You're going to go to school because in Canada, we have an amazing program to become a dental technician. You, It's a three-year program and it's the equivalent of an MDT here because we touch every aspect. So I mean, mm. I did skeletics, I did metal frameworks, everything uh, from removables to ortho, ortho to oh. everything, you know? He said, you want to do it? Prove me wrong by going to school and then we will see. So uh, that's what I did. I went to school and then that's where Lydia came in. I, I just saw that she is amazing with people. She always has a smile on her face. She's in a good mood. So I just saw that she's a great businesswoman as well. So I asked her, Lydia, please quit your job mm-hmm. and just come work for me in my little eeny beeny little tiny lab that nobody knows because I told my dad, listen, for years you've been working and Nobody knows about your great work. Somebody needs to do something and we don't have time to do it ourselves. We need to bring somebody in to get our work out there and get it known because if not, there's no point. You can be the best at what you do, but if nobody knows about it, right? You don't go anywhere. Oh, absolutely. So Lydia thought I was nuts. I, I don't think she spoke to me yeah, for I'm a like, while Yeah, I'm like, look, again. I'm just going to give it a try. And then if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter because I'm already looking for another job. So let's try. You know, we're, we're a new couple. We've been together for like, two, three years. And, you yeah. know, it's kind of make or break. Sometimes it's not easy to work with your spouse. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you it broke in the beginning. I mean, for six months, Lydia was crying. Oh my God, it was uh, so hard. I was, I was really hard on her. Because we're like, both like alpha yeah. control freaks. Oh, <laughs> because I was doing a lot of dentures and a lot of like denture packing and, and putting them in, uh, in flasking and things like that. And our employee had quit. So I'm like, okay, marketing great. It will come. 
but right now we need to survive. So Lydia, I'm going to show you how to flat. Yeah. Oh. So Lydia started, like she became hands-on. She was doing models. What else did you do? Oh my God. It was terrible. I was like just a few weeks yeah. in, in the reception, you know, with my high heels and my nails <laughs> done. And I was like doing my, my stuff on the computer and, you know, the sales calls and stuff like that. And then this technician quit and he's like, Lydia, put on an overall, come in the back. <laughs> I need your help. I'm like, what? And you put your what? processing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I started with models. Yeah, models. And then, then I could I, see oh she could gosh. manipulate plaster in a very nice way. So I'm like, yeah, you can do plastering. Why not? I did scanning. I managed the. So you were good at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah very good. I'm artistic. Nice. I do it with my hands. Yeah. So I did pretty much everything in the end, but fortunately. She's very, very uh, mechanically inclined. I mean, she, she was accepted to become a mechanical engineer. Oh, nice. So then she changed her mind last minute, but uh, that actually, she gets into that because she rolled our strategies for our milling machine. So we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, you're still doing everything analog. Uh, no, we had a well, new... Back then, uh, actually, no, what, the way it worked is, I don't know if you guys remember, Pentron had come out with... Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I do. So Pentron, uh, Pentron 3GHS. Yeah. Uh, that was, we saw that with my dad and we're like, listen, we need to start investing. Let's invest in a pressing oven. We bought a pressing furnace and we bought that system. And that was like our intro to all ceramics. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, Zirconia came out and I told my dad, listen, this is definitely going to take over. So we need to invest. And back then, the only options we had was the Serikin Lab, yep. Procera Scanner, or Circon. So, the Serikin Lab, I think, was in them. No, it was. It oh, was. It was. was. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that was in 2006? No, 2007. Seven? Yeah, or 2008, Six. around there. No, it was early. No, no, it was 2007 or 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we can, we can argue about that. But, Husband uh, and wife team at their best. Yeah. Uh, that's right. I really think it was 2007 or 8. We can bet and then we can see if you want. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Who's taking dinner tonight? Uh, I'll cook, baby, if you want, no problem. <laughs> So uh, 2000, whatever, seven or eight or six, <laughs> so the only right. options, I, I wanted a system with my dad. I had a discussion. I'm like, I wanted a system where we can control everything because it's good to learn all the steps. So yeah. we went for Circon. So we bought the uh, eye, the brain, and the, I don't remember the rest. Heat. The, the heat. So we bought the full system like this. We could manipulate, you know, from milling to sintering to that whole thing. And I thought that, that you know, there was an advantage to doing that. So, because the, the other choice was Prostera, which you could not no, adjust. You couldn't. And the only thing that you could adjust the, uh, the spacers, the, absolutely. The cement gap. Yeah. The cement yeah. Gap. So, I mean, Circon, Circon was pretty advanced was at that it. point. Mm -hmm. And it had also a copy milling option, which was great. So, yeah. whatever you wax up, you could scan on one side and it would, it would mill it on the other the side. The good old days. The good old days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so that's that's why we slowly transitioned, believe it or not, back then to digital. So we've been in digital for quite a while, since okay. 2007 or 8. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then what we did is we bought the uh, EOS Blue uh, because, you know, digital uh, impressions were, were starting. Mm -hmm. So wow. that was our intro into uh, into receiving some digital impressions back I think that was that yeah. happened in 2010. About. We actually received the first. We did receive um, in, in Quebec, Canada, not yeah, in Quebec, in, uh, in Quebec yeah. the first digital impressions from a CEREC. Yeah, from a CEREC. So um, we were always trying to be on the forefront. Wow. New stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah that's and, cool. And did it work for you pretty well right out the gate? Look, back then, uh, it wasn't what it is today, uh, but uh, it did work. The, the problem was, you know, back then, have, adopting, you know, having your clients adopt that philosophy and working that way. That was a little hard oh, back yeah. then because, we I mean, it's still early. hard today, so many years <laughs> later. Can, you can imagine back then. You know what I was doing? So, Serona, well, Serex was sold by Patterson, it mm -hmm. still is. So, I had teamed up with the Patterson rep. And we registered all, like upfront, all of the dentists that had the CEREC ah. so that I could then call them. Like I already had their username and password and I could call them up and say, okay, are you ready? I can show you how. Let's come to your clinic and I'll show you everything step by step. And I was like going in the clinics and showing them how to use it. It was really like time consuming and a lot of effort to try to get them to use it because it was so new. But you were able to go in, log in, and put your lab on their machine. Yeah, exactly. exactly. 
Yeah. Super smart. She is smart. And actually, funny story about how smart Lydia is. We have gone to a trade show, one of the local trade shows that would happen every year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're touring. And then Lydia is like, okay, let me just go do your thing and I'll do my thing. I'm like, great. And then she comes and sees me and she's like, okay, great. Now you have to, you know, put yourself in that time. I was 26 years old. I'm like, why are you so happy? She's like, well, I have a surprise for you. <laughs> That's a surprise, you know. That's trouble when she says that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you're giving a conference at the university in about eight months. I'm oh like, oh my well, god, what do you, what do you, what do you mean in eight months? What, what do I have and what do I know to give a conference? I'm like, where am I giving a conference? She's like, well, you're giving a conference at Montreal University at the Continuing Education. I'm like, so this is like actual dentists that are looking to better their skills. And what am I going to teach them at that point? I'm 26 years old. What what do you mean I'm going to give a conference? So she's like, I don't know, but figure it out. (laughs) I had totally sold him to this lady at the kiosk. (laughs) And it actually happened. It it did happen, actually. It was quite a something because he was the first dental technician in the history of the continuing education program at the University of Montreal to be up there and speaking to dentists. It was the first time they had a dental technician. And then it was such a success that the next year, University of Laval in Quebec City asked us to come. So, and then University of Montreal, we ended up doing it a few years in a row. And then the subject was actually choice of dental materials for fixed prosthodontics. Yeah, because actually that was the choice that we chose because, you know, we were getting prescriptions with wrong choice of materials at that point. Mm. You know, there was lithium disilicate, there was Empress, there was Zirconia Zirconia. was starting and People just had no clue what to prescribe anymore. Yeah, they still don't. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They still don't. And that's why that is a course that I gave that course in Chicago LMC 2019. So, oh, did yeah. you? Nice. Yeah, they still don't. It's still very relevant. We give it every year. Now we give it privately. We gave it to some dental society. But it's normal they don't know. Every six months there's something new that's coming out. So yeah, of course. It's so hard to I mean, today's zirconia. There's so many types of zirconias, right? So, Do you guys do it together? When you're up on stage? No, no, it's, oh, okay. it's uh, just just me. Uh, we gave some together as we were invited. You told us she's school, got all so. the personality, though. I mean. Exactly. <laughs> she does. I mean, she's given her own conferences. Yeah, I gave one. Well, I do different stuff. Like I went to the um, college when they had the dental technology program. I spoke to the students. Yeah, about owning a lab. A... I went to the Canadian Army mm-hmm. and taught them about the choice of materials. Wow. In Canada, like one of our clients is the Canadian Army. They're the best They're the dentists best dentist, ever. Yeah. Is that the Mountie? I'm American, so I figure they're all Mounties. <laughs> well, they're, no, they're not all on horses. Uh, <laughs> okay. How do you get that, Elvis? Oh, my God. Yeah. The whole Canadian Army wears red jackets, the big hats. Oh, no, listen. Uh, ride horses. It's normal. They have one helicopter, right? And that one helicopter lifts the horse, and that's how they go and fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the American's perception of Canadian. Yes. <laughs> and you heard it here on the podcast, guys. <laughs> and don't forget, they do that while, you know, drinking beer and eating poutine. Right? Bacon, right? It's all about the bacon. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, this is this is really how things started. And I yeah. mean, after these conferences, the people were, were coming to us more than us trying to find people. So that was a good move. And I mean, I still enjoy it to the day. I, I love it. Um, I love educating. I love sharing uh well dimitri the kol for amon gerbach nice oh, nice yeah. yeah yeah so um so we use their zirconia yeah i take it you got a couple of those mills uh well yeah well we have the motion two uh over here uh we just started about a year ago here so um we use their zirconia exclusively yeah uh, i love their zirconia as well me so, too uh, so how did you guys move to florida so uh, if we skip forward i mean the lab in canada just grew we moved we bought a building uh the team you know a lot of things happened uh, in the meantime i actually got sick for a while so uh, i had to you know be off for two years Whoa, um, wow, yeah two years so wow. yeah yeah so uh, it was pretty intense thank god i got out of it and that was a blessing in disguise because being the control freak that i am if i had continued with having a choice the lab would probably still remain very small and i'd still be working in it <laughs> this taught me to let go and you know trust people and just bring in the right people and have an amazing team and 
this is really what allowed by you know when you have no choice you have no choice right so yeah. yeah this is what allowed me to see things differently and just trust people and being able to delegate a little bit more and the reason why we're able to be in florida today also so once all that happened how did florida happen florida my sister lives here so we've been coming for what 20 years well, I've known you for yeah. 18. Well, you're, you're, I've been get coming your for numbers, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been coming for 20. I was my, my girlfriend. I'm sorry. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Our wedding anniversary is coming. Do you I know, know how is. long we've been married? Can yeah. you answer that yeah. question? Uh, I can answer that question. Or you have to look inside your ring. No, no. no, no. <laughs> it's eight years. It's nice. <laughs> I said that on purpose. Uh-uh. It's inside the ring. I love that. I should get. Yeah, that listen, man. You can't get it wrong. Yeah, because I'm looking for a sharpie. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do it, Elvis. You gotta do it. It saves you from many, many, uh, you know, <laughs> issues and later arguments. So what happened is, my sister lives here. I've been coming for twenty, I guess, eighteen with Lydia, and I just love Florida. I hate the snow. I just uh, I'm done with the snow, with the cold. Uh, mm. I just. I love where we live, an area called Baldwin Park, which is just beautiful. People call it the bubble. I don't care. It is a bubble. Everything's here. It's it's just beautiful and it's wonderful. Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, we're never leaving. Uh, we're close to Winter <laughs> Park also, which is another beautiful area. We're close to downtown Orlando. We're just close to pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, we're an hour away from the beach if we're going to the Atlantic side, two hours from the Gulf. Nice. You know, being Greek also, I lived in Greece. The sea has always been important to me as well, and I miss that. Yeah. So being here is just a dream come true and after having lived all the things that we went through good and bad it's just you know we decided let's make this happen so actually two years before we came here we we had visited about eight times and that's where we're wondering like if we're coming here eight times in a year year, (laughs) oh wow consider we should consider something to move here so our daughter at the time Mm -hmm. hadn't started school so we thought before she actually starts school, let's yeah. just make a move because we don't want to, you know, make the move while she's in school and move his friends and this and that and the other. So that's what happened. So we came, our visa stipulated that we had to invest all the money beforehand and we did. So we rented a place, we bought all the equipment, uh, we set up the whole lab, we even hired and then uh, we were ready to go. And then one week later, COVID hit. Oh uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So our file was was sleeping. Was sleeping. The the government was literally closed. The consulate was closed, and you know our actual visa was expiring. We couldn't stay in the states, so we just put the you know lock on the door. We closed everything, and we went back to Canada. Uh, We drove back. (laughs) And stayed in my mom's apartment for four months. Uh, My daughter Lydia and I lived in a room for four months. In total isolation. Total isolation. <laughs> uh, we weren't allowed to have the lab open in Canada also because there were certain measures. So we had to close there. We were closed here. It just gave us the opportunity to, we actually worked a lot. We worked a lot on marketing strategy, just other things. Well, one thing that we did that yeah. really benefited us is just before coming to Florida, about two years before, we rented an extra space next to our current lab because we're in an office building. So we rented a space and we made this silent academy. So it was a place where we would have a conference every month. Either we would give a course or we would invite a specialist to come and give a course. And this was really, really good for connecting with the dental community and also marketing wise, because we got to speak directly with dentists. They would come in, got to, you know, change and then you know one dentist out of two coming out of, of this course was becoming a new client yeah. it was really a good thing Smart. and then with covid we thought all right so let's revisit all these courses and present them virtual. online yeah. so during uh-huh. covid we actually marketed the, those online events and we had we had about a lot of conferences. Two, three so a week. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Webinar fatigue. Yeah, a but, lot uh, of webinars. And as you know, all the dentists were following webinars at that time. So yeah. That and so that really benefited us because that. when we reopened in July, oh my gosh, we had so oh, many Oh, this new year, clients. I think we had about a 50% growth. I mean, wow. And, yeah. Yeah. It was That's crazy. Canada. In like, Canada. Crazy. Wow. Now yeah. comes the other challenge, which is 
you know, finding staff. <laughs> Which, by the way, we're looking for head ceramists. We're looking so, for head ceramists uh, for here in Florida. So if anybody mm -hmm. listening to this will uh, go on come. our website, apply. Yeah. That yeah. anybody could be me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> work with us. We're great people. Yeah. So what happened to the Canadian lab? The lab is running. I mean, running. we have a bigger team now. We're not a huge lab, uh, especially American standards and Canadian standards of size is completely different. We have 11 people. Yeah, that's on, pretty big. Great uh, managers, two amazing head ceramists that uh, we hired from France. So they came uh, from France and they're just amazing, amazing people, very talented. Uh, I mean, the amazing thing with our employees and our team is they really look at, they don't look at it as a job. They really look at it as, as if it was their own, honestly. Yeah. Wow. We uh, need that. This is the kind of people we want. It's not yep. the people that will come in at 9.01 and leave at 4.59. That's, that's not what we're looking for. So, and it's all, obviously it's give and take, right? I mean, if they're that great, we have to also reciprocate in, in the same way. We're like um, a little family. Yeah. So in Canada, are there any different products or anything that you guys specialize in that's different from the United States? Or do you do things differently? Or is there something that's taken off that isn't here in the States? No, we pretty much offer the same product. We also try and keep things local. Like it's not like we'll get work from here and we're going to send it over there. Mm -hmm. We believe in the reason why we opened the lab here is because people want local. So everything is done here for, for the U.S. And uh, I mean, we, we offer the same product. We see the market is different. The market is very different. Dentists' uh, perception of dental technicians is completely different. Prices are ridiculously different here and there. I mean, our niche there and here is, is definitely, you know, aesthetic, cosmetic, boutique kind of cases, full arch, uh, more, the more complicated stuff. But again, you know, everybody, the, the, it's very, very used. We're a high-end dental lab. Everybody says that. But <laughs> do you guys do any PFM? Just wondering. No. no okay, good. I didn't think Zero. so. Zero. Yeah. Uh, actually, we do full gold crowns, but argon mills. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't either. Yeah, no, there's, there's no point. We'll, we'll do some, like we have a recent surge, I don't know, for the past two, three months. I think it's one client that we have that does a lot of Maryland bridges, but in alloy. Yeah. So uh, that's Ugh. the only uh, thing. But, but yeah. I don't know what to do with that, to be honest with you. I, I love it. Like, Yuck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going back to what you said about dentists looking at technicians differently in Canada, can you expand on that for me? Sure. I mean, I, I find that in Canada, and again, I don't want to insult anybody. It's just my perception. And again, I'm not generalizing because it all depends on the niche that you're at. It's just, you know, having just moved here, we've come across different people, right? And some of them, you know, think they're in your niche and end up staying there because they truly are. And others, you know, figure out very quickly that they're not in that niche. They just pretend like they are, but they're not really in that niche. Yeah. So what I mean by that is that in the States, I find that the vision of the way of work, the, is but also the vision of a dentist, the way the dentist sees a technician is they undervalue what a true dental technician is and what a good lab does. Yeah. As opposed to Canada. Canada, I think they are more on the same level, at least with our clients. And this is something that is not negotiable for me. I mean, we're not a supplier. We're not just going to you know, execute what, what is just written and with no opinion, no say, and just do things like this is where the do it right comes out too. We're going to do things right. And doing things right means we are equal partners. We are great in the technical side and our clients are great in the clinical side. And definitely we have knowledge on both aspects and our clients have knowledge also on the technical side. So they won't ask for things that are unrealistic and, you know, where they don't understand the mechanics behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of communication. So there's a lot of communication. And and what I mean is in the States, I just find a lot of dentists think we're just another cost them and yeah. they just try to cut us Great. out by mm -hmm. buying machines by hiring i don't know somebody at 20 bucks an hour and thinking that they can do what we do and by all means yes in some cases they can because there are some labs out there again i don't want to insult anybody but when you're going into crazy production i mean when your crown looks the same as what a direct mill has brought out well then there's a problem then yep. clearly yeah. you're not competing you're competing with a machine mm -hmm. i mean the only no way, way you can <laughs> compete is really price at that point yeah. But that's not what we do. That's not our niche. So that's what not all dentists understand, I think, yeah. here. And it's harder to make them understand. So, I mean, we have one of our very good clients over here actually have 
<laughs> they invested in an in-house lab. They bought the machines. They bought, you know, ExoCAD. They bought everything. They're as equipped as as us. equipped as us. They have technicians, and then you know they came to one of the conferences I was giving uh, locally on Full Arch, and that's it. The, the, I don't know what that lab does to be honest with you, because they send a lot of work. <laughs> so he has all the equipment, but he sends it all to you. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a difference, nice. you know, I mean, there's a, there's a difference when you get to full arch. I mean, I, I look at some cases and again, I, I'm not trying like, you know, there's different markets for everybody and different price points and different ways of, of seeing things. Beauty is very different. What I see as beautiful, another technician or dentist won't also, but at least for what we do, what I can see full arches. I mean, I see these full arches that, oh, I, I get it from, I don't know, X lab for this much. And then I look at it and it's like, oh, it's beautiful. And then I look at the gum and it's like bubble gum. I'm like, I use yeah. seven powders for my gum. Like, this is not gum. <laughs> this mm. is not beautiful. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that it all depends on what niche you want to be in. And by mm. all means, I'm not saying that all we do is only aesthetic and high aesthetic. I mean, we do do the regular posterior crowns on implants, et cetera. But again, there is a higher level of artistry going into everything we do. And especially for interiors, we use the eLab protocol. I don't know if you guys are familiar with eLab. No. Mm-mm. Are you not familiar with eLab? No, I've never heard of eLab. Have you, Barn? No. So do you know Sasha Hein? Yeah, I've heard of him. So Sasha Hein is an amazing ceramist. He's part of the oral design from uh, Willie Geller. And he's an amazing revolutionary technician. So what he did is he invented the system about four years ago called eLab. I may be wrong because my numbers are not good. <laughs> Three <laughs> years, or it was five years ago. I don't know. But I'm not sure myself. I'm so basically what that allows is it's made the single central, single lateral, even anterior groups much easier to make because now this is a very long conference and to get into details, but overall the way it does is it allows for digital shade taking and digital triance. So what it is, is that we do a picture and a common, I guess, a gray card, which is the common factor, which mm-hmm. is what will determine basically that lighting doesn't matter, screens don't matter, et cetera, because of that gray card, allows you to take a picture solely with a gray card with a polarized filter and one without the polarized filter, input that picture in a software, and then that software will analyze the tooth and will give you actually a recipe. And that recipe is depending on what porcelain systems, they have different ones, they have Emacs, they have Creation, they have GC, different systems, and it will actually give you the substructure color, it will take into consideration the thickness you have, it will take into consideration the underlying shade. Uh, So you're getting the the recipe for the value. I want to be clear, this is not the recipe of where you're putting an opalescent Mm -hmm. or an effect or a halo or whatever, but the value at least will be spot on. Wow. The beauty of it is that once you're doing it on your model and you're creating your crown, what you can do is you can take the same picture using that same gray card on the model and then input it into that initial picture, which was in the patient's mouth. And you can see- You crop it. Uh, yeah, you crop it. Uh-huh. And you can see either, if you want scientifically, because they use the delta, which is actually a, uh, it's just a calculation of color to actually see if you're on or off. Like there's no more discussion. If the delta is off, you're off. Like your eye can't see it, but scientifically you're off. And if it's on, you're on. Mm-hmm. So you can see it either that way or you can see it with your eye if it matches or it doesn't match. And that is one thing we do in Canada because one of my head ceramists there is one of the worldwide instructors for eLab. So there's about 20, 25 of them in the world. So she was chosen by Sasha Hine to become one. So we are swamped with like single centrals and single laterals in Canada. It's crazy. She's amazing. I mean, that's her, her talent. She's awesome. She can match a central to that's what it is. It's very expensive, but it's, uh, it is what it is, you know? It's perfect. It's worth it if you're not redoing that crown six times to get the shade right. No, Elvis, between me and you, though, I mean, that's a service we offer. I'd rather be doing the full arches because even at the price that we're charging, which is ridiculously high, it's not profitable because there's a lot of work to do everything that I'm telling you. A lot of a lot of try-ins, a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth. It's a nice tool. But it's a nice tool. It's a great tool. I'm using this here in Florida as well for interiors. That is what eLab is in in short. Now they're coming out with a new... um, uh, again, I'm not sponsored by them. Maybe they should yeah, pay me yeah. for this, but but they're just coming out now with a new gray card that allows you to take pictures with your phone. You don't need a DSLR anymore. So uh, there's an app now that allows dentists to use their phone for this. Well, you know what I'm thinking, Barb. We need to have someone about this on the podcast to talk more about it. It's interesting. Yeah, sounds like they that you can nail uh, shades a whole heck of a lot easier. 
Oh yeah, it's challenging, but once you get to know how it works, yes, it's a definitely it's like having your pa- the patient with you all the time, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's the niche over there. You you were asking if we do anything different from here to there. No, the we only thing the is same material. We use the same materials. Everything. We try to standardize things because yeah. I mean, we've worked with what we've worked. We know it works. We like it. You know, it's been proven to us for many years, so there's no use in changing. The only different things is we have different printers there than we have here. We have different milling machines that we have here because, I mean, they were bought at a different time as well. Um, yeah. Also, much. like our range of products are maybe more slim than a larger lab, maybe because we want to do things right. Yeah. So we stick to what we excel at. Yeah, like we don't um, do removable. We don't do removable. We yeah, don't do we ortho. We don't do. We only do fix on implants and natural dentition for now especially in cosmetic cases full arch yeah we do bars we do full arch on bars though that's our only exception for yeah. acrylic work yeah we don't do any dentures or well, i see that you also do felt stick which i can never say felt veneers yeah that's an old school thing that's, uh, that's, that's coming yeah. out yeah. I'm, I'm one of those crazy people who, who likes to make my life difficult so uh, <laughs> That's yeah, where that's, I started. Yeah, listen, I mean, they're a pain in the ass. They are. A pain in the ass. <laughs> you, you you sneeze and they break. Yeah. But, uh, the problem is is actually finding the the clinicians that are you know have the knowledge, have the knowledge to, to manipulate them because mm-hmm. it doesn't end when when you're finished, right? Yeah. That's the uh, the issue. But uh, listen, you can get away with a lot of things with layered uh, Emacs. Emacs is a beautiful uh, beautiful material as well. Lithium disilicate in general are great alternatives. That's what we do. We do a lot of things. We have a lot of yeah. new things coming up that, you know, we're in the, we're in the process and, you know, introducing, especially uh, you were asking Barb about the difference between Canada and the States. Mm-hmm. I just think that we need to move forward with more turnkey solutions and being involved from the planning to surgical. So surgical guides, uh, bone reduction guides, immediate yeah. attempts, uh, that kind of thing. So we're in the process of developing all that here in the States. And once that's done, we will bring it to Canada as well, because in Canada, it's more behind as far as well, that. That's another difference yeah, that also another between difference. Canada and the States. I find that in Canada, everyone kind of sticks to their own role. Yeah, they're So the general dentist mm-hmm. will stay a general dentist. If he has a patient and needs an implant, he'll send it to, um, you know, I have the French word. I have the French word in that. <laughs> <laughs> a periodontist. <laughs> and lab guys will do what they do, and each one sticks to their role, and they refer each other. And here I find you have a lot of, were new terms for us, super GP yeah. or, you know, these dentists that have labs and machines, like machines that we have in their clinic. That sure, was like, yeah. why? And, you know, <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why would you want to do that to yourself? Why? <laughs> really? Already they have so many things to manage and yeah, I don't to know. learn, like, why would they want to add the burden of dealing with, you know, having an in-house lab that is beyond me? But what I understood now we've been almost two, two years here and it's really hard to find staff and very high quality people are really hard to find. So I don't know if it's because let's say the dentist never found like a good partner lab. So they're like, oh, maybe I, I can do it in house or is it a control thing? I or think is it's it... split in, in, in various things. I mean, you have dentists that actually love doing point. that. They, yeah. they love technology yeah. and they want to do it. And that's the reason. There's a lot and of you have others are that are just cheap as hell and you just think they're going to save money. And they'll what do, do you guys think? Years, and then... I love it when I find a dentist that has a multi-disc zirconia mill. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> why? How, why? Many, <laughs> how many can you do a day? Yeah. yeah. This is the point. He's like, and you could tell he just wanted the toy. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, it's true. I had to have it. It was cool. I saw it at a show. This thing can mill 14 things while I'm sleeping. But you're not even doing 14 a day. You know, it's just, <laughs> I, I think a lot of it's, they just want the technology. They want, yep. they want to be part of it. And it's hard for them to find the staff as much as it is hard for us to find you know, this it, I think in How this industry, it... it is what it is. And you just need to find your tribe. And this is what we've done and have believed in. And this is it. I mean, there's no compromises. Like it's a relationship that has to work, right? Yeah. Your client, sometimes you speak to your clients. Well, in our case, no, because we work together, but some people will speak to their clients and have more time with them than their spouses, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, we work long hours and we're always, you know, that's what a dental technician does and is. So at that point, you might as well work with people you want to work with, that you like to work with, and that there is a mutual respect. 
So uh, this is it. I, I mean, we're not the type of people that will just take work to take work, put up the numbers. Uh, we're fortunate enough to say that we can choose our clients. And this is how we started here in the States. That's our mentality. I mean, I've fired about seven clients this year. Nice. That's great. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it to be arrogant. I'm just I saying know. that's the reality. And yep. if they're going to make me unhappy, there's no point. Like, I don't need to. to yeah, to, the Florida land's like our little baby here, yeah. you know? Yeah. We, we started it just you and I. It's really for fun. Just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just bought a building where we're going to move in. So uh, things are going pretty well here. Because right now we're in a like 400 square foot. So you're back to the old small. Yeah, we're back to the old small. Yeah. To check it out. It's it's crazy. It's like it's got yeah. the printers in there. It's got the milling machine. It's got just it's crazy. everything in one room. And I, I just, the amount of work we have, I can't Sounds do Sounds loud. Yeah, it's really Oh, my loud. gosh. Yeah, the compressor's in the bathroom, so it's a, it's a bit of a joke. So, Lydia, you're doing all of the marketing? Yes. Yeah, so I'm in charge of the marketing. I have someone also helping me because, you know, managing two businesses yeah. is kind of... <laughs> Sure. It's kind of time consuming, but yeah, my job is more on the client relationship side, uh, marketing, all the office work, you know, admin, accounting, all that stuff. I do have people to help, obviously, because it's a lot. And then, you know, business development, we do everything together as far as what's our next move. Strategies. Strategies. Marketing strategies. You know, our vision and so we do all that together, but uh, I'm definitely more on the, you know, admin side, you know, HR, and then all that fun. Oh, yeah, all the fun hard <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I just look at it and I, I just get instantaneously angry. So much paperwork, like especially moving to a new country. Like oh, yeah. I did not expect oh, the yeah. amount of paperwork, both oh, yeah. business and personal is insane. <laughs> There's another difference between America and Canada. Oh my God, yes. The states have definitely more paperwork. <laughs> Everything's more formal. We're also more regulated in Canada. I mean, here it's a little bit free for all. In, in, the, in Canada, there's actually a board. And a... I've heard that. And I also find it interesting because all you hear about in America is about FDA and all that and stuff but i hear it's harder to get like resins in canada for printers no it's it's not just that elvis now there's like a new stupid law don't get me started on that in canada (laughs) because it's already hard to find staff right so Uh um they just passed this law you know bureaucrats that never really worked in a real lab and they don't know what they're doing so they just passed this law where we have dental technicians and we have auxiliaries. The auxiliaries are basically people that have learned the trade through practice, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they want them to be part of the uh, board, which I understand, and that's fine. But we are no longer allowed to hire anybody that we will think we can train them. So I have to have a dental technician that is certified, that went to school, that has the diploma to do my models, for example. Or yeah. Really? Yeah. So, and, and I mean, there's like, what, 20 a year that graduates? So this yeah. is not going to help the industry. Wow. Whole big fight going on now because they actually obliged even dentists uh, assistants assistants uh, uh, that to, take care of yeah. the ceramic so machines and glazing, glazing crowns. Crown you want well, them they to have, have to be part of it too. They need the diploma to be too. certified. So oh, this geez. is uh, this is show excuse the uh, no, please. Bad, but, you know, there's good and bad everywhere, right? Yeah, so, interesting. Kind of need to deal with that. So, yeah, yeah. So before we finish up, yeah, yeah. One of the reasons that caught my attention was the. Honestly, the do it right hashtag you guys branded for your lab. Whose idea was that? Where'd it come from? Well, I was in a, what, what was it again? I think it was you and Madison who came up with it. Yeah. I had nothing I, to do with that. I was driving. <laughs> I don't know. I was just driving one day to work and I, mean, I just had a conversation with a dentist that wanted to uh, start sending us work and he's like, seriously, I'm so pumped about getting started with you guys, you know? And I have these big cases coming and, you know, I just want to do things right. I just want to do it right. And I'm like, this is it. This is it. That's it. <laughs> Probably also for me complaining right. every day. Why can't things be done right? Or why <laughs> it just sums up, yeah. it sums up what, what we are. And- yeah. For some reason, we hadn't thought of this slogan before, but it really sums up what we're trying to accomplish here. I think it's great. For every single too. case just doing it right mm-hmm. and there's always solutions you know even if yeah even if things aren't like perfect i mean clinically there are certain challenges so if an impression is not perfect it doesn't matter i mean we're not going to be the type to say oh 
retake the impression automatically or but there are ways of dealing with things doing things right i mean there's a you know a possibility of just instead of taking a chance maybe doing a try and checking out margins or checking out occlusion making sure things are right and then once that is verified if it's okay great we continue if it's not well at that point you can retake an impression or you know just finding solutions doing things right that that's all it's about yeah never you not know cutting corners you know and don't it's, compromise yeah, yeah don't no compromise, compromise. no surprises compromise. we try to prevent you know mistakes try to discuss facts take decisions choose solutions no guesswork no guesswork no. we don't want to be guessing anything or approximating anything so i mean our job is involves so many steps that you, you just cannot start guessing things <laughs> no way yep i agree yeah, just do your best. Yeah, do your best. Yeah. Maybe that should be it. Uh, that should be it. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Or hashtag do your best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna be a <laughs> hashtag. Eh, whatever. <laughs> oh my god, we're going down. I love that. Make t-shirts. That's funny. Yeah, that's a quick overview of our story. Yeah, you guys have a Thank great you. story. Yep. This should have been two hours. <laughs> I can't imagine running a lab in Florida, but also running a lab in Canada. Well, oh, we, we have a great team. We have an amazing team. We have an amazing people. And, uh, Do you have to be involved day to day at all, or is it just kind no. of just running it? Well, no, not day to day. We have you know chat groups for different uh, departments where we are aware of what's going on. Obviously, yeah, we have a WhatsApp group. We have a weekly we communicate meeting with our yep. yep, so do I. It works really well. <laughs> like we won't be in contact with each and every person because it gets a little too complicated. But, you know, we have our two managers that take care of pretty much everything. And, you know, we, we just, you know, go ahead with them, take their ideas. If there's anything they can add to the table that we need to do, well, we'll take that into consideration and, and make the changes. We're in contact with our designers directly. Like we, we also help each other in a way of, of expertise as well. I mean, there are certain mm-hmm. things that my designer can help me and vice versa. Yeah, we'll consult each other a lot. Nice, yeah. We have a weird case that we're not sure, like, well, we'll consult, you know, we'll, whether it's a case from Canada or the U.S., we'll, we'll ask each other's advice and opinion. We're just a great team. That's yeah. really where it comes down to. But when management is concerned, we're more at a yeah. higher level. We trust them with the we, day-to-day we decisions them because they really... They make good decisions. Good, and the yeah. bad ones, the next time they learn, and that's what it's about. And that's where the culture and the vision is so yeah. important because it's ingrained in them now like they know okay what would dimitri and lydia do or what yeah, yeah but we also have in place people that i mean one of our managers he's 53 years old he had his own lab in france he had all the technology he had printers he had the milling machines it's not somebody who he went through this he he knows how to run a lab you know what oh, I mean? yeah they have a lot of experience it's not, it's not like we hire just a ceramist okay and run and manage the lab no the guy yeah so, but they respect also like the way we see things because not every lab absolutely, is uh, absolutely. the same way and they really but we are on the same page we, we have are people that, that are definitely page. on the same page oh, yeah. they're not well, there's no point how often do you get up there or probably with well COVID, we haven't been not at all <laughs> COVID made things but it hasn't been necessary i mean we have our zoom meetings we have our it's just not necessary you know we weren't involved in production to begin with while we were there i mean it's Towards been a while end, yeah been a while since we haven't we, we've been in business development strategy etc so it's not like we're needed to run the lab and they actually encouraged us when we told them listen guys we're thinking of going to the states and opening up another lab there they encouraged us they were, they were so, so happy, happy we were afraid that they were be you know we were some, so afraid to tell them yeah so really yeah yeah but they they encouraged us Go, go. We're like Do family. Yeah. You know, imagine telling your siblings you're moving to another country. Yeah. <laughs> yep. When I was in the lab, we had a, a second location an hour and a half away. And there were times it was a hot mess. I can't imagine being in a whole other country. Well, each lab is managed like independently. It's not like one yeah. is dependent on the other. Yeah. So We're trusting our managers like if we were to be too involved, I think that would cause problems because then you have too many opinions. Sure. You're not looking at the overall picture. So the point yeah. is to look at the overall picture and not to nitpick on the little unimportant things. You know what yeah. I mean? So this is why different levels and if there's something major, major, then we get involved. But so far, knock on wood, things have been okay. 
So and uh, you have to let to give people some space yeah. to develop their leadership Absolutely. skills. And I mean, well. we've hired people for Canada. We're still involved. I mean, they'll go through our protocol. They'll they'll go and speak to the people, have their interviews, etc. And at the end, once they say, okay, this is a good candidate, we've tried them out, everything is good, then we will meet them personally on Zoom, meet with them, chat with them, get to know them a little bit. I mean, we're still involved in that way. Nice. That's what it is. I think the best way to sum up this is you guys are doing it right. <laughs> Thank you, Alvin. Well, we think we're doing it right. Thank we'll you. see. <laughs> You're doing something right. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a whole lot of something, but it's right. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyways, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Dimitri, Lydia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. What a great story. I would love to meet you guys in yeah, person. Barbara, yeah. I'd love to come up and see you. It's so rare that, that I get to interact with another fellow businesswoman oh, on yeah. a mental lab. I, love <laughs> I mean, there's not a lot of us in the industry. Nope. Mm-hmm. It's around Tampa, right? So if we're in the area i'll definitely give you a call all right awesome it'd be fantastic cool well we appreciate it and yeah we'll run into you soon hopefully at a show all right thank you so much for having us us. appreciate it thank you have a great weekend you too bye-bye super big thanks to lydia and dimitri for coming on the podcast to tell the story of your lab how you guys met and how you support each other to build in your success even if dimitri can't remember dates and i'm sure if you listen to the podcast that's a something they rag on each other for they are really good at what they do and they branded it do it right not only in the work they produce but in their branding which lydia is amazing at so Thank you so much for coming on our podcast, guys. We really enjoyed it. All right, everybody. That's all we got for you. We'll talk to you next week. Good luck and watch the Olympics. Uh, Okay. Holy crap.